Hey everyone, welcome to the Industry Show. I am your host Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is Karna Chokshi. Karna, welcome on the show. Hi, thanks, Nitin. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, pleasure is all mine. So let's start with the simple question: Who is Karna? Oh, uh, so I think uh, I think the simple answer is just like a came from a small town, Vadodara, city of Gujarat. Mm-hmm. born and brought up in like a middle class family but entrepreneurial by nature uh counter to most of the entrepreneurial family my dad always said you need to study and like do this because for some reason he was like uh, that is the new path uh, for you as he's been doing the other path and he's like you need to study well do this and that is what you should do and uh, super grateful to him uh i think uh, that led me to okay what should i do okay like everyone's doing this engineering thing and like what is a good thing to try so spent a bunch of time learning about what that is and uh, took a bet and uh, yeah i was fortunate enough to get to uh, get crack my itj exam which i was super thrilled at that point what's like felt my the biggest achievement i'd done in my life which still i believe was one of the harder things i've done uh, in my life uh, but did that that brought me to like iit delhi i think phenomenal exposure i think the quality of people at least we see there is just awesome like not just from quality just the type of people who oh, lot of people we are still in touch and we still getting bumped into each other and had a professional journey always help each other out so was super fortunate to get there uh, get opportunity and uh, following that did my professional career moved me to first itc limited worked on the manufacturing shop floor in remotest part of the country actually i am very fortunate about that because as we talk about up now but that's been a lot of where my on the ground learnings are mm-hmm. so i did idc limited got this very unique experience uh and uh, following that i re- really love tech uh i spent most of my time at idc around actually the opposite of what we are doing at up now where we were so struggling with getting the right people that i changed my entire focus from hey man we need to invest in the best technology so that the entire businesses are not dependent on getting the right people at the right time so it's a very counter thing where but the problems are still real it's the same problem we are solving at apna so just the problem statement stuck by me and uh, spend a lot of my time investing in new tech that's what brought me hey man this thing scales right like when you do something this can just go to everywhere else and uh, so spend a lot of my time on building new technologies and bringing it to india or just developing it on the ground uh, got a lot of exposure on prototyping and all these things we see but in a physical hardware space so loved that element realize okay how can i get more closer to the tech as obviously consumer products move much much slower than some of our modern tech companies so wanted to do that got accepted into uh, stanford business school uh, felt this would be an awesome opportunity getting to the silicon valley learning from all the entrepreneurs and uh, taking it from there so just came to the us uh, thinking hey i want to do something uh, i uh, and then at some point I, I, as i was in business school explored a ton of things uh, that's actually how i met nirmit who is the founder of apna we both went to business school together so got a lot of time working with each other and uh, just working together spending time together knowing each other and everything which comes along with it and uh, I think post uh, post that I took a job at Uber, which was my, uh, which started in SF. So got an exposure to like, with working with product, working with business, 
like in a completely new world for me that was just like at that time uber was the fastest growing company in the history right like that, that was my motivation like okay how does that happen so i would just always been like fascinated by that so i took a job with uber i did some work with product team data moved on to strategy role moved into operation role work on uber eats uber rides mainly in us and europe and uh, as i was doing all of this and nirmit was and team was just do building phenomenal stuff and uh, starting to scale up now i started spending time with them and that led me to apna where i just joined as i think uh, you join like hey here's one problem to solve uh, no there were no titles there still have most of people nobody has title most of people don't but that's that was it like hey come solve this so did that um, currently the chief operating officer for apna jobs uh, but i'm living in us uh, i'm in new york with my wife and uh, outside work i'm a huge cricket fan love watching football uh, watch english premier league squeeze it whenever i can in my calendar uh, so that's but if if i just take a step back about myself what and I, stanford did a good job at least they ask you the first question is what matters to you most and why i think that's a typical question for them and i was so scared about that question because I spent a month struggling to answer that question because I didn't know. I didn't know because I tried to connect all the dots. What, like, what are all these things I'm doing and why? Like these random internships in like research space. I had no clue why. And uh, and then when I realized, like, why why are these experiences sticking in my mind? Like a lot of personal, professional. Things. And then I realized, okay, what actually excites me and what drives me is just trying new things. It's just like mm-hmm. if I'm. if i'm done something for a while and if i now i'm excited by okay what is a new thing and uh, and that's what uh, that's what excites me like even when i'm hanging out with my my wife or my family we's like okay what else can we do uh, so that's a bit more about me like trying new things uh, learning new things and that's what keeps me going overall yeah i love that journey that story so you have been very entrepreneurial and continue to be and you take that solution focused approach right and uh, what i love about that uh, you know what you mentioned with starting with itc and you know i think you did a bunch of machine learning over there so you got deep into the tech but then in your time at uber you were able to make that transition from purely tech to being more strategic right yeah. applying different aspects of solutioning business problems and and stuff like that and i think now at apna and we'll talk more about it you're bringing all of those different experiences your personal having lived in the kind of a small town setup going to a big city and then now to one of the biggest cities in the in the world in new york i would love to hear more of those uh, interactions and what has shaped your thinking but also how you're shaping the, the product here at apna but as we before we jump into that this is your second role in the us your second innings so to speak uh both of them are unicorns are you picking them or the unicorns chasing you what's going on over there i would say like the story is completely different i mean uber was already a unicorn when i joined so i was definitely chasing them and uh, and apna was just fortunate to be like the right place at the right time getting the right kind of people the right energy to work with and obviously the core mission i think uh, it's just like when your mission is so good you attract the right type of people and it just keeps you going and uh, 
obviously there are a lot of business elements a lot of product element a lot of luck i think to it actually covid i would say is also a luck yes. uh, from what i mean by luck is it just covid uh, when covid happened like the entire industry started learning hey like we need to do hire do hiring digitally like mm-hmm. that makes sense and earlier that wasn't the norm so when a lot of companies thought about covid as and obviously there is like brilliantly smart people brilliantly smart companies struggled but there are some companies and we were on the fortunate side of things where we doubled down on covid and said hey like what will happen like what changes when this happens and we saw like people were still hiring or hiring was still starting to get back after a few one month but uh, no one was hiring the same way they were they were actually going more digital and that's what like felt okay this is for our time to double down on this rather than like taking a step back and uh, that actually helped us be there when employers needed us be there when candidates is really struggling right like that was the hard time i think up now we changed the product multiple times to support healthcare industry we actually started showing healthcare jobs to everyone because we didn't know who was who and who needed what we just thought but the country needs this why don't we just start exposing people to all healthcare jobs right now at least the right people will see it so just being there on the right time having a clear mission uh was just something we brought the team together and just continued so i think that is more of i would say like what takes you there i think uh unicorn is a definitely a great milestone uh but it's more it doesn't matter at the end of it we still know our mission actually nothing changes we look at our roadmap what was happening before and what's now nothing changes uh we just continue to do what we are doing and uh, and that that's what hopefully that's what working for us and if we just keep doing that that will continue to work for us i love the humility i you know but you should take credit you and of course the the team should take credit for the things you've done right luck does play a role but like you said a lot of envisioning the hard work and being able to pivot to do the right thing right as the the macro landscape around us changes uh, which you guys obviously did a great job of and that's that's why the investors follow and and want to magnify uh, that that level of effort so kudos to you on that yeah thanks let's talk about the you know let's talk about apna you know tell us a little more about what the mission is and where do you guys see yourself uh, you know 6 months a year out and and then a, a longer term uh, perspective and then also you know what is the size and scale of the operations today and uh, you know in the near future awesome so i think uh, uh, apna i think what our mission is to connect people with opportunities and uh, i think in simplistic term how we are starting our immediate vision is to build the largest jobs and professional networking platform we are uh, we are made in india but for the world uh, but our current mission is to focus on india our mission right now is to accelerate india by solving unemployment poverty and providing skilling opportunities mm-hmm. we believe if we solve these three foundational things for india we will get our entire workforce to the next level and will continue to the world i think there are multiple nations which will benefit from it we have strong signals and also living in different countries i've lived in europe i've lived in uh, i've lived in south asia i've lived in the us i i see the signals everywhere so in simple terms we just want to connect people with opportunities and we are starting with what we call with like a semi skilled unskilled workforce we are starting with that we are obviously continuing to expand across all types of uh, users and it continues to grow we're starting with that uh, with india 
to 50 million people directly, which we want to influence. But the world has 2.3 billion people we need to touch and help. So that's how we think about uh, ourselves. In terms of our roadmap, the next six months, so we are currently in uh, around 28 cities, which is already significantly scaled over the last few months. The goal is to be pan-India uh, by the end of the year. Uh, as we become pan-India and uh, build a lot of products, which are foundationally different for pan-India product versus hyper-local products, a lot of our job hiring is hyper-local. Mm -hmm. So as we build pan-India products uh, by end of year, next year is we'll, we'll spend in the global expansion. Uh, so that's going to be probably some developed markets, some developing markets, Southeast Asia, Middle East, where there's a lot of Indians who actually go uh, get hired and find job opportunities. So we're going to think about a global expansion uh, in 2022. Mm -hmm. Along with that, we're going to invest significantly in our edtech and skilling platform. So that's going to be the next big bet because I think it, in a good or a bad way, like the people, people in India, there is a champion within each Indian, I think. And the reason we see that is we, we see this, everyone wants to do better. And that drives people to do like, well, they, they drives people to do what's the best next thing for them, but they need a real tangible outcome at the end of it. Uh, because a lot of people actually on Apna also have a degree, right? Uh, but they didn't find the right exposure. They didn't get prepared for the right things. And we, they want to be skilled, but for the end outcome in mind. So that's what our mission and goal is to build the edtech business for Abna over the next year as well. Thanks for sharing that. I, I want to provide a, a perspective to our audience. You mentioned 28 cities. Yep. If you can give us a sense for the population in those 28 cities, the TAM, if not the SAM, you know, just, just from a, so people have an idea of how big the market yep. is. So uh, maybe I'll get to the TAM a bit later, but let me tell you about our current scale, which gives you a little bit of the idea. So currently we have 16 million registered users right. on Apna. Uh, last month itself, we did 18 million interviews. So 1.8 crore uh, interviews just last month. Uh, so that roughly tells you how many jobs or employers. We had uh, 5 million job openings in these cities. So we potentially had an ability and were empowering 5 million people to be hired and around 150,000, 1.5 lakhs uh, recruiters are on our platform, including some of the big brand names you can imagine uh, in the country. So that's just the current size of our business. We still feel the number is 250 million from 16 million where we are. So we still have a long way to go, uh, but we have seen our growth by 125x over the last 15 months. So, yeah, and, and that's important. So I want to take, I, I want to pause here. The company is only 21 months old. Yep. And you have already touched 16 million lives. Yep. That's crazy. Congratulations. No, thank you. Uh, I think, thank you. I think the, I think the, our users are actually some of our uh, best uh, advocates because it's not just the user, right? If you make one person successful, their entire family, their entire friend mm -hmm. network talks about us. An entire friend network, we get the best wishes of them. So it's good when your product is fundamentally about making people's lives better and just taking it to the next level. Like everyone around that individual, like, like refer to their friend. Like we make it very easy for people to share opportunities or WhatsApp so that people can do that. So that it helps. And uh, it's been... We still think there are many people who we can benefit. Even that 60 million, we can do more for them. And that's why we'll continue building products 
skilling products uh, and even like better job opportunities for them i'm blown i knew some of the numbers but when we put that in perspective and talk about the multiples uh, and the pace at which uh, you have grown it's phenomenal 125x that's unheard of and no wonder you know you're the the youngest unicorn so again kudos let's uh, let's talk about the you know you mentioned there is a global expansion coming in so you know we'll we'll keep tabs on that let's talk about the biggest challenge you're facing yeah so i think uh, the challenge are pretty massive right uh, we are i think nirmit nirmit likes to tell us like we are solving earth level problems if you think about what problems exist on earth it's mm-hmm. like it's basically education uh, food and uh, and education food and uh, job opportunities right if you're solving for that uh, you are basically solving for a lot of massive problems and uh, some of the immediate challenge which we see is what we discussed right 125x growth in short time uh, which basically means we got that much less time to set up our hiring we got less much less time to scale our tech that much less time to hire people and ev- do everything like usually it takes time but which means we have to constantly go beyond to support the growth continue scaling and even build more experiences on top of it so just blitz scaling at this pace is its own challenge we didn't get any chance to build processes we didn't get any obviously we are building at still much faster pace when i talk to uh, other people but when you are internal you see a lot of things you can do more and that i think that's how we feel like we can do way more and there are way more things to do but just scaling so fast is a very major challenge for us i think the good thing is uh, the market is in the right time uh, while it's a challenge the business side of things is pretty uh, is where a lot of opportunities are and we feel good about it but to support that at uh, at this scale and this space requires new innovation on just how do you run company how do you build processes how do you think about our structure evolving so quickly and getting the right people on board yes the sooner you get the right people on board the the work is cut out for you now you just have to build around it which is problem but a great problem to have now on the flip side of it when you look at the the big opportunity what is it that you're targeting you laid out a, a plan you know for expansion and in, in global scale but what is the one big opportunity you're targeting right now so i think one big opportunity is just accelerating india right now mm-hmm. uh, the jobs hiring is at an all time high now right now in the country everyone has much much higher digital adoption today because of obviously the the accessibility of tech uh, the accessibility of mobile phone powered by internet in everyone's pocket and just pandemic accelerating digital adoption of everything so everything is at an all time high we are seeing the festival seasons coming in which leads to even more jobs so the next immediate focus is how do we how do we double down on this help india accelerate get everyone to the back to where they were when like because a lot of country is still recovering mm-hmm. so how do we get everyone to back to where they were and then that's when we feel good about hey like we have done what we need to do for our indian users that's when we'll scale to pan india which i mentioned go start going global picking the right markets mm-hmm. parallelly build a scaling company which starts teaching because that itself is a and it's harder because you are not just skilling for the sake of it you're skilling to get person that actual job which they they wanted or if they get this one skill or one thing they would be able to get that so it's harder to connect that to actual industry and if you're teaching something uh, obviously we will be teaching a lot of things 
connected to the right job and the right industry is always another uh, challenge in itself. So that's the other thing we are going to double down on. How do we think about scaling for the industry right now? Can you tell us a little more about, you know, in terms of the youth in India, it's the largest in the world, right? We are saying the, you know, between 18 and even if we say 35, the population there, if you can size that up for us, in my understanding, it's bigger than the entire population of the US, which in itself is the second largest, right? After, well, after China and India, the third largest. So give us a sense of that size. Again, you know, it's, it's kind of looking at how big the problem is and that will explain why the, the rapid growth you're seeing because you're kind of at the heart of it. It's, so I think uh, uh, some of the numbers, uh, if you think about the early numbers, uh, 250 million is that just very immediate market we thought will attack. We have actually outgrown that. What I mean by 250 million is what India, Indian government sometimes classifies as blue and gray color and white color. Right. What we are seeing on the platform is those boundaries are very, very blurry, right. uh, extremely blurry. And we are seeing people, as I said, like there are postgraduates on Apna mm-hmm. who are finding the next opportunity. So what we are seeing is actually, yes, barring some of these also, like uh, when I say bar- barring some of these very, very higher uh, paid or very, very experienced, we're starting from the bar- less experienced, but it's growing significantly. So with that said, uh, I would say roughly 250 million was a very immediate one, but we are probably outgrown that even without explicitly focusing on outgrowing that segment. We are seeing that people across the board are starting to use APNA, which means the entire working population uh, of India is actually considerable. There's a very smaller pool actually who, who we would not qualify for. Uh, and and that's in our immediate future. Hopefully, uh, if we are able to do, do well and get the best experience for everyone, I think it should be a platform for everyone. But right now, we're very laser focused on getting to this first 250 million people who we know are the immediate users for us. Which in itself is a huge market. When you look back in the rear view mirror, is there a success story or a lesson learned that you want to share with us? Yeah. Uh, if I uh, think about my uh, my success story or just less in general life, looking back, I think there were certain points in my life that I felt when I failed or mm-hmm. this just wasn't what I was supposed to achieve or I needed to do that. Or but now if I look back, I just think that failure is just an opportunity to find a new path to success. I think. Uh, I'll tell you specific examples when, like, uh, I know I was at IIT Delhi kind of thinking out my next job and I thought I wanted to do consulting because that's what I learned. A lot of my seniors were super awesome. We're doing that at that point. And I really bombed my interviews when I was doing that. Uh, it felt really super dejected. And, uh, and but I, I did well in my DC interviews, which was also a phenomenal con- uh, company. And uh, so felt like, man, why, why couldn't I do it? Like felt pretty sad about it. And, uh, but then when I joined IDC, obviously with an open mind, uh, I was just exposed to just phenomenal people over there. And the kind of experience I got, I could have gotten nowhere. Like I was in 19, 20, I don't know what age I was, but 20 year old who was, who didn't have any beard or anything looked like uh, <laughs> definitely in high school or just in college still, uh, was sent to a shop floor, which had like 800, 900 people. And I had to figure out how does production work and how do you manage people? And that was the exposure IDC gave. They just do a phenomenal job sending people 
on the ground like if you are in if you join the marketing side of teams you go and do selling on the ground yeah. you go like with a sales agent to different stores and like i did on the manufacturing side and uh, i feel the kind of experience i got the real interactions i had with the people is still stayed back a lot with me and i i think about those when i'm thinking about and interact with our team about product and everything else uh, and the kind of experience i got was so diverse i feel fortunate that i'm pretty sure it helped me get into stanford uh, business school also because i could bring a diverse perspective to the school as well uh, from a lot of peers because of that and again thought it's a failure gave me a completely new perspective got me into a school which i always wanted to go and learn from even after even when i got there i met nirmit uh, so we thought we'll like started working on a lot of ideas mm-hmm. bunch of things uh, at that time with school and nothing happened i was like man this i failed again i was just like why did i fail again this is what i knew i wanted to do i wanted to do something and it's just failing again and uh, and then again i thought okay what is what's the next best thing now right like what's and uh, i remember we had taken this one class where eric schmidt who is who was a chairman of google he was teaching us and one advice he said he gave us if you want to learn something go to a place where things might be breaking and just yeah. you learn just by being there and uh, so I, i i thought about okay what could be that and like at that point uber was just like the fastest growing company ever and i kind of reached out to some uh, some of my seniors from business school and like told me that yeah things are falling apart every day but we are growing like super crazy and i'm like okay that's where i need to be and uh, again was very fortunate to be there uh, just getting exposed to such diverse problems in a phenomenal group of people felt like okay that failure which i thought actually again turns out to be amazing learning which i couldn't have get more failure i felt like Oh, one year down the line, you know, we have this H-1B lottery in the U.S. I didn't get my H-1B lottery. Oh wow! And then I'm like, oh man, this is so annoying. Like, what do I need to do? So I, at that point, transitioned from my one role to more of a strategy role uh, to Netherlands, which was actually a headquarters for Europe, Middle East, Africa. Then felt like, oh man, like a, a career setback. I was planning to get the next promotion or whatever. Like now, I do like go to a different role, find a thing, new thing for myself. again do prove myself and it just like felt like a step back again and uh, but amazing like the, the i got to work with such amazing people over there and uh, a lot of them are still there like in very very senior leadership at uber and i'm super fortunate to get the opportunity to work with them and also like explore like i, I first time traveling to europe got to see a lot of world work with the, one of the most diverse team like i have never seen such a diverse team from so many countries and it was in the middle of amsterdam like it was everyone was coming from different part of the world and knowing and nobody knew anyone outside and that meant you had to work with everyone you had to culturally adapt to each other they were your friends they were your colleagues you had to learn so much about how do you work in a such a cross country environment and that was phenomenal you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about different cultures so i got to do all of that and got a lot of understanding of marketplaces in uber uh, and that's what led me again to apna so like again a failure i thought oh man like like why i learned so much about marketplace and strategy and that's when i started chatting with nirmit again like hey how do we set up the jobs market based in apna and that brought me again to apna and uh, so just if i think about it just at any point in time you feel that just find what is the next best thing and uh, that's just a different route you take to maybe and different routes doesn't matter uh, 
So I feel like that's been my personal uh, personal journey now that it's just a, just take a different path if this one doesn't work and you will learn newer things than what you had ever expect, expected in life. Yeah, that, that is awesome on so many levels. When I first uh, looked at your LinkedIn profile, I was like, man, this guy has moved around quite a bit. He's got some amazing experiences, not knowing the, you know, the why, right? But as you look back and connect the dots, because that's the only way to connect them, it it's like it all worked out, right? Now those experiences are coming into play as you're shaping the next, you know, the 2.0, if you will, at the uh, of the global launch, you have these experiences that will come into play. One thing I'm, I'm very curious about, you know, since you mentioned it, all these job sites have these different filters, right? Looking for different kinds of industries and roles and uh, individual contributor or managerial profiles. I've never seen a filter about things being broken or things working great or about, you know, where the organization is, right? That would be an amazing one to have, right? It appeals to a certain fabric of a person. So that you, is, you should yeah, Mac, uh, you, you are a secret product manager in the hiding. It's like, that's a brilliant point uh, on how like uh, certain people, what, what people are looking for. I think that's a brilliant point. And uh, yeah, I think that for me, I would love that filter. Like if I was finding a job, right? Like, but these don't exist. Everyone tries to put their best self in advertising. But a lot of times, broken things excite people who love problem solving. And and at least we, we are very open. When people come to, we actually give them, when someone comes to hire at Apna, we give them the actual problem we are trying to solve today and let them take a stab at it. And, and it's just like, this is the reality. We are trying to think about this. Why don't you try to think about this? And uh, that's what, uh, that is our hiring strategy. We just give them related to what their experiences are and what kind of role they'll do. We'll just give them a problem statement to solve. And uh, then we just have a working session and then we do like a two hour working session. And then we like, oh yeah, this is a great working relationship. We like the way you think, maybe you like the way we think. And then we take a call, right? So just generally, uh, yeah, showing the right things uh, are always the easiest one and i love the idea of how can we build some of these new filters which <laughs> probably didn't think of i would use it for sure so you should think about it <laughs> awesome. we will yeah so let's change gears a bit and uh, get to know a little little bit more about you and how you you think the way we do this is through a series of one-line life lessons mm-hmm. so i'd love to you know, hear what your one-line life lessons are. So the stage is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think uh, first I would talk about like, and I thank one of my friend uh, Rajan for this. He used to, he, his advice is, as I was thinking product and getting ideas, he said, fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Yes. A lot of times we have this idea in mind and the idea is about this is what I want to build or this is what I want to do. And rather than just fall in love with what the problem is and go wherever that problem solving takes you. And we believe that a lot in Apna and uh, we, we, and that's why we have this culture of, and we ask people quite often, what problem will this solve? And uh, so just, this is one thing which I keep in mind whenever I'm thinking and putting my product hat on, what problem are we trying to solve and don't have preconceived notions about the solution. So. Yeah, so that's more like my uh, product day-to-day thinking, which kind of grounds me about it. Uh, I think the other thing which I've learned is, I think Stanford used to tell feedback is a gift. 
mm-hmm. which it truly is. But what I realized is it's not easy to come in. You can't. It's not easy to get that. So while I believe the way I think about it is true feedback is is a rare gift. So just ask for it. If you ask for it, people are more than happy to give you. But it's a very awkward thing to give someone even positive feedback or critic or uh, constructive feedback. So just take that initiative and ask for it. I think uh, that goes a long way in your own self awareness, learning more about yourself, and improving that relationship with that other person because you feel other person like you really are hearing to that other person. The other person really knows now you value that person's input and feedback. Yes. So. i would just say like go to the next time and just go ask for it as uh, it's not easy to come by i love that it's it's invaluable when it comes to self development but also when you work in teams yeah i think that's been something again uh, we are growing so fast and while i say we are building this whole culture around this it's it's hard it's hard to do that we need to spend so much time on like thinking about all of these so we are building that like into our way we run teams a way we kind of manage things and uh, that's our north star to get to a place where everyone knows about what's working for them what they need to think about and like people are so happy to help each other on each element of it and that's the point of point we mean to read and that's and then people are most confident they're always they're going to do their best work and that is very essential when you're solving such hard problems at scale so yeah uh, i i like to think that and i like to uh keep doing that and asking my team for that or people i work with uh i think the other thing which i've seen is innovation is is actually a function of necessity mm-hmm. divided by time left <laughs> what i mean by that is uh you need to innovate it's a function of how good or how much you will innovate is a function of how desperately you need this to work yeah. and how much time you left and uh lot of times what this means is like put boundaries and put deadlines on yourself or your teams and ask them to innovate and like put obviously perspective into why that's important yeah. and we have seen our team you know innovate phenomenally and myself also doing it that way when i like if i pull one of the necessity lever up or one of the time left lever down i suddenly start seeing innovation come from all aspects so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i do see it work and if it works then we i i like to use that uh so that's how i think about for me itself i put like boundary conditions and timelines to it otherwise it's very easy to get lost into a lot of things uh true yeah. the constraints help you know push you down into a kind of a box right where you have to solve for it and that becomes your the problem definition like you said and then you have to come up with a a solution the solution doesn't really matter as long as it solves for that problem yep and uh, yeah so i think uh, i think apart from that i would say is uh, i think this is quite true for comp- so i like to say like for companies and people alike perception is the reality yes what i mean by that is you might think you and this is even true for companies and i i can look back on uber story where mm-hmm. I think there were a bunch of time. I think in the I would say like 2018, where there were a lot of culture issues flagged about Uber. Yeah. While internally you felt this is not true, and which a lot of is I, I I don't I don't know. I, I wasn't I don't know enough to do. But at some point we realized it doesn't matter, right? Like if people believe this is true about the company, you will struggle, right? You will not like we started seeing people leave the jobs. We started seeing people not getting attracted the same rate they were getting attracted to the company. 
and which is true even about individual relationship like if a person perceives you are angry at them but you are not doesn't matter like that's going to affect the way you work with them so i would say like perception is reality in most of the cases and uh, you should be very cognizant of how people perceive you how people perceive your business your company your users etc so that's something i'd like to think a lot about perception of us or and uh, why it matters a lot it's very critical very important yes especially as you're in your early years where you yeah. may not have that kind of leverage to kind of go back and and reset uh, those perceptions because there is a cost you know whether time and and money attached to it and uh, yeah it totally grows i think one of the last i would say like ending one of the ones which i would say like uh, just build with empathy for your users and for each other i think love that. what i mean by that is a lot of times like very product focused you are always thinking about empathy about the user and like doing a lot of times we forget empathy for all each other we are working with and we don't understand why that person is like working so hard or is not able to solve this problem like you don't know what's happening behind the ground so a lot of times yeah and then this is one of the cultural value obviously cre- uh, credit to nirmit who has been who who has always been sharing this as well with me but i i, I love that element uh, like we need to have empathy for each other as well not just our users and uh, that is something we want to incorporate in our culture and like get that going i think it's hard when as i said so many things are happening at the same time how do you like get all of these things at all levels of the company but uh, i'm super excited that with the right people which uh, we'll get uh, we should be able to get that love that thank you so much for sharing these one line life lessons and also your journey it's been an amazing ride and i can only see you're going to have a lot more fun as you continue building at scale thanks again karna for making the time i know you have a lot on your plate and uh, we really appreciate you being here with us to share what you have built so far and what the vision is uh, along with your team so thank you once again yeah thanks a lot nitin thanks a lot for again having me it was really nice chatting with you and again sharing about apna sharing about myself and also reflecting on your really awesome questions it's always good to uh, reflect back and learn from that as well thanks again so much and we'll love to continue this conversation bring you back on and see you know some new products some new milestones uh, which i'm i'm sure there will be a lot more of yeah hope hopefully yes thanks a lot